same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the same thank you bandello and welcome once again to graphically novel my name is josh wasta hey 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 fallout fury and with me as always is my lilith my Ooh, at least i get to be hot and have wings my evil pope depends on which one <laughs> my evil pope if you will you mean cardinal <laughs> cardinal it's fair uh always a pleasure and uh with us as usual is the lovely and talented miss jennifer holland um who will not be wearing thigh-high boots with spikes around the top top of them. Not today. Not today. Not no. today. No. No. No, it's it's not... not gardening. It's not de rigueur for gardening. <laughs> <laughs> also, Neo isn't around anymore, so... That's okay. We have we have Devin Neo. Oh, there once, we go. Once the clubs open up again, yep. I do have a space to go dancing, but... <laughs> anyway, getting sidetracked, it's my distinct pleasure to introduce our guests, and today we are joined by Dalbor. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited to finally have you on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, Delavore, you have been, we have been discussing this since even before the show was released. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <you're>, Indeed. Um, <laughs> we had at a friend, our, our dear friend Kate Walpole, at her wedding, uh, I was tanked. I don't know exactly how tanked <laughs> you were, but we had like a 45 minute to an hour conversation about, you know, this is what I'm going to do for my show. And this is what we're going to, you know, we're going to go into it. And uh, it was actually only going into that and realizing that was 2018. We have two and a half years we've been doing the show. I keep saying wow. it's like two years yeah. or uh, about to be two years. No, it's 2018 is when we really kicked off the show in October. So we're coming up on our three-year anniversary. We can almost say it's been a long-ass time we've been doing this show. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite like foreplay long time, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that's that's right. The arthritis in my hands from rock band just reminded me. Isn't that like a great reason to get arthritis? Like you did something awesome for a long time. I did, <laughs> yes, true. So Delavore, this is your first uh, first time on Graphically Novel, even though we've been trying to find a way to get you on for a while. I know uh, the, the pipe dream that I had was to do, at one point, the X-Men movies and talk about uh, Whedon's run on Astonishing X-Men, immediately followed by Ellis's run on Astonishing X-Men and give everyone the whiplash that I had reading those. Uh, but usually, first-time guests, we uh, we have you explain a little bit about your history of comic books. So uh, let us know. Well, thank you again for having me on. Uh, I have been a comic book fan my whole life, actually. Uh, I, I'm from uh, Bosnia, and uh, back there we have what you would probably describe as pulp comics, like black and white, you know, little pocket-sized crime novel stuff, like just not superheroes, not like what people think of as comic books. But I read that stuff when I was a kid, six, seven years old. And so when I got to America, uh, I was on a trip with my uncle uh, cross country. He was a truck driver and we stopped at a gas station and I saw an amazing Spider-Man issue. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna test my memory here. I want to say it was 436. Uh, it was uh, Ben Riley Spider-Man. So besides the TV show, my Spider-Man, is Ben Riley. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Tune yeah. in, tune in by the way, tune into our Rec Conversations episode that just <laughs> dropped yesterday on the Clone Saga. 
Oh, God. oh wow. What timing. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll have to listen. That was, I mean, to jump into that, having really zero experience of comics of like American comics, besides like what I saw on Saturday morning cartoons, that was huge. Like I was like, wait, why is, why is he not Peter Parker? Wait, Peter Parker's married. She's pregnant. What's happening? Like I was completely out of the loop, <laughs> but retired. I loved, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's retired. He doesn't have powers anymore. Wait, he's a clone. What do you mean? Peter Parker's a clone. So like, I was just like, I was, I was thrown for an entire loop. Man, that you was got awesome. all of it. You got yeah, all of it. At one saga and like at once. At once. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I jumped in like right, like three quarters through the whole saga. And I was like, wow, this is, this is nuts. But I was so in, I was so like, I was just the whole madness of the storyline. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm sold, super sold. And uh, the issue was, I forget her name now. I haven't seen her in a long time in comics, uh, but she was an assassin. It was like a, her first appearance. But the, no, 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 no. She was new. She was a brand new character. Oh, okay. Um, I forget her name, but her, the way they did her her like text her speech they had uh all sorts of like different fonts and she would call people sweetheart and like sweetheart would be big like in big letters and red versus all the rest of the text like i was just really like enamored by the entire art form in that one single comic book like i just i was really blown away by it and then my cousin happened to have a uh, a wizard magazine and that's when i was like all these things are happening i'm like there's so much like there's because that was uh that you know that was like when everybody was kind of talking about uh um Watchmen was like kind of that was like yeah. the thing back in the day so it's like I mean it's still kind of the thing but I feel like we've had quite a bit more since and like there's been a lot more defining books but like I was like oh my god Watchmen like Vertigo like as a concept like all of the Vertigo things I was like dude I am I'm just I'm and I so I just dove deep but like X-Men became my number one thing it became my mm-hmm. became my like main thing and uh I've actually you actually can't see it but I've got a whole shelf that I moved all my X-Men stuff to because it wouldn't fit on this one nice <laughs> <laughs> we uh we actually have our our ikea cases behind us nice and uh mine has just a whole shelf of gamut and rogue nice uh, and, and everything uh yeah and then a, Dude, we uh, gotta we gotta talk about we should talk about that gambit and rogue the mr and mrs x that was a good uh, run man god it was so good and i love what they've done with them since i i think they're the highlight of the current uh well soon to be canceled but the current excalibur run uh well what, why, why'd you have to say it like that i didn't know they were canceling it what do you mean yeah yeah they're they're reworking all of the x-men after the hellfire gala that's happening right well now. yeah because inferno because you know uh right. like uh yeah. like jay and miles said at one point it's always inferno and it's always been inferno right <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, we are we are losing Jen and Bear, who are my not as comic book. <laughs> Yeah, we're just kind of like do to do to do. Um, yeah, someday. In, in fact, someday uh, I will find somebody that's as interested in the Inferno uh, saga for me to explain it to them on rent conversations. But listen, I read enough of the Dark Phoenix. I don't want to go back. You don't have you, to read it though for rent conversation. We just explain it to you. you right. You've been through World War Hulk. You know, while you two were talking, I was thinking. I think that maybe you need to have an, a, a third show where <laughs> you just have someone who has similar taste, and you you could just nerd out fanboy for an hour yeah see that <laughs> that falls into my rule about podcasts because there are so many of those and and i would always hesitate to do an x-men exclusive podcast because jay uh jay and miles explain the x-men is the definitive i'm saying I, I, that was i was super apprehensive to even start a comic book podcast because i was like they're already doing it right like if i'm talking x-men they're doing it better so right. 
am I like, do I even get to talk about the thing that I love the most in comics? Like, <laughs> and this this show, I was floored. I looked for a year because when we were talking, and I remember this very distinctly, um, one of the things that you said to me was, "Make sure nobody else is doing what you're doing." Yeah. Uh, make and and I had been looking at six months from that point, and I kept looking deeper. There had to have been a show that's like, "Do you like this movie? Do you like this TV show? Here's the graphic novel." It's such a no-brainer concept. That right. Somebody had to be doing it. And I have yet to find anybody else, even after doing this for two and a half years, almost three, that is doing this. Like, saying... I, I have never heard of it. Yeah. I've never heard of it. And there's so many that people don't even realize. I mean, oh, like, yeah. so there's some gems you could go into, but you should do an episode on Bulletproof Monk. I mean, like, that it's was on a our list. It's, 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 it's on our list. That's what I'm saying. We just, like, people, did, people we don't just did know a Winona Earp episode. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> People don't realize how much of the media they consume is just comics. <laughs> like, yeah, like and we were there. We were loving this stuff before you even knew. <laughs> and, and that said, brings us perfectly into today's episode, which we have not mentioned yet. Uh, Warrior Nun, which was a huge thing on, like, a bunch of people came to me and said, have you seen this new Netflix show? And I think right. we watched the first episode before we even realized it was a comic. And I was like, Warrior Nun, okay, look into that. And it's like based on a comic book. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. And I just have to say, before we get into anything, into the rest of the show, I was surprised. Carry on. Uh, surprised. Like, surprised in a good way? Or like, by what? Did you, you like it? surprised by what? But after seeing the first episode, the pilot, I was surprised by the TV show. And oh, yeah. after initially looking at the comic, I was surprised by the comic, too. I, I'll give you that. I, I opened up the comic and I went, really? We're going We're going back to Winona <laughs> Earp? We're going back to Winona to earth with hypersexualized nuns in weird like nun bondage gear like habit capes like <laughs> So, Delaborte, you actually have a history with this comic book, right? You yes. knew. The, th the, thing, the thing is, I heard, I, I saw, I might have seen, like, the ad on, on Netflix. And I was like, Warrior Nun. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's like the comic book from back in the day. And then I saw that it was based on, I was like, no. No way they did that. Because I, I was like, I have these vivid memories of just, like, like you said, bondage gear nuns. And I'm like, yeah. how is this? You can't make that a show. Not on Netflix. Not where children can get to it. Like, what is this? Oh, I don't know. I think that they they did it. I think they did it right because they kept that like they made it more tactical than bondage, but yeah, still, in, the, in the show, yeah, it's still pretty darn sexy for a nun. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it's it's, sure it's a whole lot of things. It is a yeah. whole lot of things. And like, yeah, the, the, it's it like the idea of nuns in my head, like proper nuns and like what the show is and what certainly what the comic was are yeah. so diametrically opposed. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, and okay. So to understand comics like this, you have to understand comics from late 90s, early 2000s in general. Early we 90s. 1994 was the first one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we discussed this a little bit on our Winona Earp episode, but I'm going to kind of summarize it because I took the hit on our Winona Earp episode and I pulled out every comic book I had that was the same kind of uh, basically you sell it for the sex um, and and maybe it'll have a plot so like Joseph Michael Lindner's Dawn I pulled out which you know again very stylized very very oh, sexy yeah, yeah. and it's, his, art, his art is beautiful his art is right. beautiful right but the plot you know uh, I think I still had a Grimm's fairy tales that I pulled down <laughs> that yeah again 
I tried so hard with that series. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's again, it's it's sexy. Like I have an affinity for a book called Chastity that was about a vampire ah, stripper. I haven't, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that in so long. Too, but she was a dancer, don't it? No, <laughs> uh, but I was in my my comic book store up in Cedar Falls, uh, and in the dollar bin there was a graphic novel, the first Chastity graphic novel, and I was like, That's for nostalgia alone. <laughs> For nostalgia alone, I will give a dollar to Chastity. And that, I mean, that was Paulito stuff, right? That was yeah. chaos. Yeah, that was and chaos. That's, and that's that's that even man that's a whole other roller coaster. Oh but yeah, they, no. They I've, recently I've, tried to like relaunch that as like what it used to be. Weirdly, in the, <laughs> in the grim dark bullshit world of of like movies and TV shows, I'm really waiting for somebody to be like Evil Ernie needs to be a movie, and then I will be able to subject somebody to the Evil Ernie <laughs> episode of this podcast. I feel like they had done it. Really? I, I swear I saw not not necessarily made it, but like I, I swear I, I saw. Saw they were talking about it, or there it was optioned. Everything's been optioned. Man. I mean, everything <laughs> is optioned. Yeah, I there are some there are some like bottom three quarter like ad from w Wizard in the '90s comics that are still optioned somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, you know, somebody got one in a herb. Somebody, you know, uh, bulletproof monk got me. We did two guns this season. That's such a that's such a that was a great movie and i'm mad that yeah. they didn't make a three guns i actually have both of them right up here two guns and three guns nice good series good series like yeah, solid. yeah. no again uh, it was it was a comic book series that we watched the movie we're like okay well we've dealt with enough comic books after the media that we've i mean either you're really surprised or you're really disappointed with comic books when you go into it yeah. there's there's very few that are like <laughs> meh like yeah, very uh, rarely, very rarely are you like, well, I guess I see why they got a movie out of it. <laughs> like, right. usually it's like the concept is really interesting. The comic is garbage, but the concept is interesting. So they made an interesting movie. But like, like Men in Black, those comics were not good. Yeah, right. They just and and it, it, that's one that's been on our list for forever since, since the very beginning. And and we just never, you know, we, we have learned uh, probably the last two seasons. We've learned we can't just do all the things that we really want to do. We really kind of put that in there with kind like mix in all the other yeah junk all the other stuff that we really aren't that excited about. Stay tuned for when I have to talk about R.I.P.D. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I have one of the volumes. I still haven't read it, but I have one of the volumes. So speaking of having things, uh, the so we did Warrior Nun Aurelia is the uh, is the the comic for this, and we specifically did Armor of God uh, because it was the only one I could find. <laughs> um, all of these books are out of print. Uh, you can you can generally find like single issues places, but even then, they're horribly expensive. They this is like it's like a way... weird niche like cult market. Yeah, I'm right now looking at the Amazon page. Uh, Armor of God to get this in paperback, and it is a 13 year old paperback graphic novel. It's fifty five dollars. Jeez. Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah. Sorry, and, yeah. <laughs> um, I even tried to go and buy it digitally. Like Comixology didn't have it. No, they like, only have the new series. Nowhere, nowhere was this comic book. Uh, and, and finally, I found it. Like, I found a website that's like all the scanned pages. And I one by one saved the JPEGs, created <laughs> my own CBR. I mean, it sucks. I was willing to give money, but I realized, A, not going to go back to Avalanche. Uh, yeah. 
you know, so it's not going back to the publisher in any way, shape, or form. It's not going back to the writer, yeah. It's not going back to the writer. So, you know, for the first time in this in this entire show's history, I mean, this is a pirated book because it had to be. Because it had to be. I, uh, I have been there so many times. I can't even explain it to you. I'm like, I'm looking for it. I'm, I have the money. I'm ready to pay. Give me the right? thing. And it doesn't exist. It like I'm like, I tried. Right. <laughs> I tried as hard as I possibly could. Like, well, and I, I have a friend that worked for for drive through um, the RPG side. Oh, wow. They also have yeah. drive through comics. For sure. And I spent a lot of money there. In, in a discussion with her, she's like, I just don't understand. Like, if you have a good copy, like if you're Avalanche Press and you have a good copy, right. like that's all you need to start selling it digitally. Now, that copy will be destroyed because you have to basically like, you know, take it apart and, and do really good scans and everything. But, right. you know, it's the same thing with a lot of, uh, a, a lot of role-playing games that are really old and things like that like if you're willing to give up a single copy of something you right. can now sell it digitally they I'm have to step in right now and say you have gotten so far off topic this is like off off topic yeah, yeah. this is Sorry. so so far off topic so let's get back to warrior Man. yes so <laughs> uh Delvor, you were familiar with the comic book mm -hmm. uh, before. So what did you think of the series uh, as, as being a fan of the, the comic? Well, first off, um, just for our format, um, full spoilers for the series. Oh, yeah. Um, and we try we try to um, not do super huge spoilers for the, the graphic novel just to not, you know, lay sure. everything out for the folks who might want to go and read it. Right. So, right, 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 right. But again, if you want to go and read it, you're going to do some, some gonna, heavy lifting. Yes, right, you're going to do some To try and find this. Yeah. So so maybe we'll, we'll relax those stipulations a little oh, bit. In every way. <laughs> uh, but yes, so what did you think of the, the series? We assume that anyone listening to this has watched the first season of Warrior. Yeah, uh, I. so here's the thing. I, like I said, going into it, I was like, this this can't be a real thing. Like this can't, this has to be like a happenstance. And then, like I said, I saw that it was based on the comic and I was like, this is insane. This is craziness. Watched the first episode. And I was like, oh, okay. This is, uh, this is not as bad as I remember the comic to be like, as far as like the way the content is presented. Like, I thought it was really interesting. I actually, liked it uh when they called mary shotgun mary i was like why do i know that like i know that character name and i realized that i had a shotgun mary one shot in yeah. like my my like mess of like rando books that i just like rando singles i was like i've looked through that book a dozen times and i was just like i can't even believe it's the same character because like shotgun mary in the comics does not look like no mary in the show <laughs> she like makes out with demons and shit like it's a whole different character but like i thought the show was good i thought the show was good i actually i enjoyed it the only thing i didn't like and i think that's more so because it's kind of like a trope at this point is it's like chosen character doesn't want the job and i'm like yeah no i get it you don't want the job like just go do it go do it anyway like yeah i agree with you completely and i felt like they drugged that out so so long yeah. i went back they they drug until it out literally the last episode like they, well they drug it out for four episodes specifically the, the running away the running yeah. away yeah. and the hanging out 
out with other those other characters that in the end didn't make a difference. Right. And really, the whole thing was to try and show her fear of being alone, which you've got in the first episode because she's been paralyzed in a bed yeah. for so long. Quadriplegic. Right. Yeah. Fifteen years. Right. Right. Really like she was. Like we got it. You yeah. didn't need these extra four episodes right. worth of worth of shit that that really never came to fruition anyway. Right. It, like yeah, it, it blows my mind how little Netflix has learned from its own format. Like yeah. they reduce the format. We don't have twenty-two episode seasons anymore. They're the ones who cut it down to like thirteen or ten or eight in some cases. Yet they still put in fluff. Like I just don't yeah. get it. <laughs> we've uh, it, it's another actually on the show we've discussed the HBO six, the Netflix ten, the uh, the British thirteen, and the regular uh, the and, regular twenty two, and the Hulu everything that you've got, and the and yeah the Hulu For whatever the three yeah. seasons worth of fifty episode seasons, right? <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's it's almost this would have been a good HBO six. This would have been a good tight yeah. HBO six episodes. I agree. Um, even a Disney plus eight uh, you know well actually i think we you do need eight i'm gonna say you need eight okay. because of I, I think that there were some characters that needed a little bit more development that agreed you need a couple of more episodes than the six. Oh, I mean, I want a Shotgun Mary spinoff for sure. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we got to have the the scientist whose son is ill. Right. You know? I want to know more about her, Michael, her son. Right. Yeah. Like, I want more on that. And where he went. And where he went. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole lot there for sure. Yeah. So one of the things that's a... It's a spoiler, but not a spoiler. Um, the person that dies in the first episode is Shannon. Yeah. Um, that that gives up the halo that is a, a new thing for the show. But Shannon was the main character in Warrior Nun Azalea. She was the nun, the warrior nun that you're following. So in a way, I thought it was really clever. It was a continuation from the comic. It right. wasn't it wasn't yeah. retelling. It was this is the next step. Right. You know, instead of you But know, I also liked in the Netflix show that they they made it an order rather than this singular person who went out and kicked ass right it was right. a team right you know and i think that that was important for the story they were telling in the show because you needed to have the team the you know family or the the character the main character to realize that this was a family that would never leave her you know kind of right. thing right but i also like the idea that this was an order of nuns who have been fucking kick ass and the, the crusades the crusades yeah, you know, I'm like, I love that because nuns actually are kind of pretty awesome, right? Nuns are like the social justice, nuns are the the in the Catholic Church, they are the ones who really push for change. They are the ones who have the smallest amount of power, and they do the biggest amount of good. You got your alma mater talking right now. Sisters of Mercy! Just to bring everybody in the in the audience up today, uh, Den attended Mount Mercy University here in Cedar Rapids. Mm -hmm. They have a convent on campus, on campus oh, and wow. they are called the, the Sisters, Sisters of Mercy. And awesome. they, were, they were founded by a 
group of women, Irish women primarily, who just wanted to do good things and couldn't get support in the time they lived. So the they approached the church and said, hey, we want to do good things. Will you support us? And they're like, well, you have to take orders. And they're like, whatever. All we do is social work. So fine, we'll be none. <laughs> and I love that. That's cool. That's really cool. It's it's funny that you say that, but I, um, on another Netflix show, uh, Cursed, that was uh, that was like a big factor. There, there was a whole thing with nuns providing shelter, providing healing. Like it's it's a yeah, you're, you're right. It, it's a it's it's kind of like a unsung heroes of history kind of thing. Is that yeah. is that the one about the lady in the lake? Yeah, well, that's the, the one about a whole lot of things. Let me tell you. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole lot of Arthurian, and it's awesome. it's actually pretty damn good. Oh, I want yeah. it's it's, it's, it's super it's interesting. Yeah. It's super interesting. The last sentence of it upset me more than I could possibly describe. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That that sounds a lot like uh, I was a Quantum Leap fan forever and it was the last <laughs> sentence in the in the entire series was Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home and it ruined, <laughs> it ruined the fucking entire Dude, series for I me. I didn't know that. That's funny, though. <laughs> and it's just like a sentence on the screen. White letters, black background. Dr. Samuel Beckett never returned home. And I'm like, wait a minute! So did he just keep going through various lives? Yeah, he he learned to control his own leap, uh, and he just decided never to go back. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if you could, would you? Well, he had a life, you know. Back yeah, the whole reason of him leaping was to try to get home. Yeah, try to get home, see the wife. It's like, mm, we're just going to change the whole tone of the series because of the right. fact that... Uh, <laughs> right. But if you could quantum leap through time, you could have many wives and many lives. <laughs> yeah, and Jen is just sitting here nodding, yeah. looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, go ahead, speak, see what happens. <laughs> oh no i'm like yeah jackie onassis let's do that shit i mean post jfk <laughs> like how post like seconds or no. years <laughs> i want to be married to a brief aristocrat sure so there our media guy what you think of warrior Nun? listen i was sitting over at cat and troy's one night when we we're like oh well we should figure out something to watch and we're flipping through netflix she was flipping through netflix she's like we gotta i don't know what this is but it's gonna be awful are you guys in and we looked and it's like what warrior nun never heard of it. it's gonna gotta be terrible let's watch it and we watched what was it I remember if we did two episodes right off the bat and we were like uh, wait what happened to like we were gonna ha ha like this is right? awful like no this, this is actually pretty decent like i'm super surprised because i'm sitting there watching it and i'm just like this is actually kind of hilarious um because and it kind of spoiler kind of not spoiler um you get the whole the running internal monologue the first few episodes and it makes the show in the beginning it does it, it does, does keep you there well but it also kind of gives you insight into like what her life was yeah before because oh shit i can't swim well you know <laughs> diving into a she pool. was a quadriplegic yeah she only had that internal and then the kid that was in the bed next to her that yes. was it you know and i think with that internal monologue i think once you get the 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 the, the justice moment with the the head nurse or whatever yeah uh the head sister that felt good like for yeah, me did. as a viewer like you were there with her you're like for me yeah for, for me growing up it. catholic that that felt good yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of satisfying <laughs> in, in right. this series 
Uh, aside from the whole, you know, like you guys said, you know, beat me over the head with the fact that, you know, she's she's alone. She doesn't want to do the thing. She doesn't want to do the thing. She doesn't want to do the thing. Right. I, I will say the one thing that I was pleasantly, just really pleasantly surprised by, the Cardinal wasn't the bad guy. The whole time you're like, the Cardinal's the bad guy. He's yes. the devil or he's like, yes. Fisto like, or he's somebody. Yeah. No. He was just kind of a he is, he's, he's, just like a regular, he's like a regular jerk. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. I was about to say he is not the bad guy. He's still a, a, bad, a bad guy. guy. Yeah. Because I mean yeah. he still employs on, like, the, the other the yeah. other side of the, the show. Like not a right. bad guy on the, the mystical side of the show. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I mean he's yeah, he's he was the, he was the bureaucratic bad guy. Yeah. I was right. actually looking for that in the comic when I started reading. I was like, okay, okay, so here's the the you know, super pleasant, you know, kind of chubby priest that follows around, you know, or supposed to be guiding the, the warrior nun. Father Gomez. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like, and he's going to be the bad guy, right? He's going to be the <laughs> bad, he's going to, no, apparently he's not the bad guy. Okay, all right, well, all right, that's fine. Well, right. and that actor shows up in a surprising amount of things. We just watched the Hitman's Bodyguard last night, and he's he's the, the, the cardinal. Inter Interpol agent. Yeah, the Cardinal. Yeah, the Cardinal is, is yeah. yeah, he's the he's the, the bad guy he's in that, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I keep seeing ads for the sequel to that, so I'm like, I gotta watch it. Yeah. You gotta watch the first one. We just, actually, Jen and I had not seen it, so we watched it last night. I, I just, any, Ryan Reynolds in an action movie yeah. is like the perfect marriage of the smart-ass, funny person, and actually a decent action star. Yeah. I mean, that's authentic. I'm, go I'm going to challenge your position and see yes. how, how firmly you stand by that statement by saying two words. Yeah. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. We saw that coming. We've already done yeah, Green Lantern. And actually, go back and watch it now. Yeah. After after the shit that Snyder's put out, go watch <laughs> Green Lantern now. Yes. Here's because a, he's still he's still funny. Oh yeah. In watch, a terrible the, movie. Watch the director's cut because it makes it at least a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. The the thing for me is I never thought the movie was that bad. I mean the, the whole like villain cloud thing, dumb. Like yeah. The, yeah. that villain in the comics is like so much better. So that was dumb. Right. But like And you would have thought like, that you would have thought that the second Fantastic Four movie would have learned from that and yeah. not, uh, yeah. made Galactus a cloud too. Which which one was first? Because wasn't that was twenty eleven was yeah. Fantastic, point. Fantastic Four was first. I would think. have been first. So yeah. Rise of the yeah. Silver Surfer would have been first. So yeah, yeah, Green Lantern should have learned from that. Yeah, what the hell, Green Lantern? <laughs> But like it, it was, it, it was not a bad movie. My my main problem with is with it is that it wasn't Hal. Like I read a lot of Green Lantern, especially probably since 2007, since Hal came back in the comics. I read a lot of Green Lantern, so like I knew Hal Jordan, and that wasn't Hal. The only right. thing is when I started like four or five years later when I started watching when I started reading New 52 because I shotgun New 52, which if you're if you know comics, that's basically a suicide mission. Uh, <laughs> but that's the they made comic book worse. Hal the movie Hal they made him writing. funny they made him a little quirky they made him like kind of man I don't want to say a womanizer but like kind of a jerk to women like he was just kind of like the, he was a frat bro he was a frat bro mm. yeah no, I was gonna say could be worse could be crisis on infinite earth I... crisis, I, crisis I am, on infinite earths you're I saying the... oh, we can have a fight about this <laughs> <laughs> I out of the three of us I am the fan of CW DC shows and so oh uh, the, I, you, you're talking about that that, yeah, that yeah. I thought you were talking yeah. about the, the comic. No, no. <laughs> no. They won't read the comic because I have them watch this. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I mean, that the is comic made is so by much the better. CW. Yeah, the CW is, is I, I cannot, like, anything, anything we watch on the CW, 
Josh is like, watch this. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. And then there is never a point in a show where I don't turn to him and say, you're, you're watching, watching the CW. Because there's some asinine drama that doesn't do anything for the story at all that happens on it's true it's true well like you you guys were saying like warrior nun could have been uh hbo6 uh arrow could have been three seasons yeah you just took out all the bullshit drama it could have been a really solid three seasons yeah i will say i will say that my favorite of the cw shows though is legends of tomorrow just because it's so so after (laughs) after the first season it became so ridiculously self-aware that like i couldn't i couldn't tell like if they even cared anymore See, and, like, and I got into it. I got into it because Constantine, Matt Ryan's Constantine joined it. And I, so I had Matt to go Ryan's Constantine is you. so much Constantine for me that when I read comics with Constantine, I read them in his voice. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, well, he's you tried to get me to watch Legends of Tomorrow before Constantine joined no, I did not start watching Legends of Tomorrow until Constantine was going to be on it. And then I shotgunned all, all of what was there in time for the season that he was on. And it was something else. There was something else that was like Legends of Tomorrow that I probably keep confusing Legends of Tomorrow yeah. with because it's also really bad. It's the crisis on it. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But there's, there's anyway, no, anyways, yeah. You're none. <laughs> Well, that's I, I'm gl- what I'm glad about with Warrior Nun is that it didn't suffer from like CWism. It was right, not. Right. It was not. It was not a bunch of like pretty young people just overly dramatic about dumb shit. And then once in a while we get a thing. The it only is, exception to that I will say is is uh, Nancy Drew. I fucking love Nancy. It is. It is Warrior Nun is pretty young people, but yeah. the drama isn't unnecessary. Right. Well, there is it, good drama in yeah. Warrior Nun, and I can't believe that I'm saying this because I mean it's. Not, it's good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It is not the best. No, no, certainly. But it's good. I mean, I really like how they, they're very subtle in the issues that they bring in. You know, they're talking about why people, I mean, I think that it's also a really, even though it's pretty heavy handed on the church is really terrible because of politics, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it's on an individual level. It does a really nice job of talking about why people find themselves in, in the, in the Catholic Church. And I'm getting kind of heavy here, but, right. you know, especially like Beatrice, who comes from a very wealthy family that yep. rejected her because she's different. And you come to figure out why she's different because, lesbian. because of her yeah. sexuality. Right. And her family rejected her and she basically found another family that didn't care anything about that, but it also is a family that mm. denies that part of a person. Right. Well, and she was also denying that part of herself. She yes. had to yeah. actualize that. Yes. But I, I find it interesting that you're talking about like the, the quote unquote CW drama because it's all encapsulated in the part that we all have agreed probably could be left out entirely, which mm. is the, the yeah, group of the... homeless kids that are jumping from yeah. house to house. Right. Like all the of that is kids. the CW drama. The scammer kids. Yeah. 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 That, that was, I think that was their attempt to give her like some sort of relatability by saying, oh, well, like, look, look, this is like the life she's missed out on like like romance and friendship and like uh mischievousness right. and like all these things she's missed out on because of her physical condition before she died right uh, right it, 
and well, I was like, also, I was like, I didn't need a visual. Like, we get it. Yeah. We we live right. lives like as human beings. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't need several episodes <laughs> yeah. of that. But right. it also brought in a trans character, which was nice. It's true, right? Um, you know, and I think that it, maybe that's why it went more episodes, just because they're like, well, we don't want to have like two episodes of this trans character, and they have like five minutes on screen. Right. You know? Yeah, but they weren't their storyline. Three minutes on screen. Right. I was about to say. <laughs> Like, I can't even remember that character's name. I can't either. I'll be honest, but no, that's, but I think that's because that the show, what, what the show was about was the warrior nun stuff. Right. That stuff was secondary. Yes. And I would even, I would even say tertiary, honestly, because yes. like the, yeah. devel- the development of the, the, the like group of nuns and like their thing. And even the politics is kind of like the secondary aspect of it. And so like, that was just like extra. It was like the fluff on top of it. With like, I think that is good to include, uh, obviously, I mean, I think there's a whole, whole conversation to be had in media about inclusion, inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think be, like we've all all agreed that that whole segment of the show is basically like throwaway like it, if it didn't happen yes. and, and the show was six to eight episodes none of us would be saying man you know what we really needed like we needed a trans character like none of us would be saying right. that right i i think there is a weird you guys you guys might laugh i don't know if you've seen the new saved by the bell but i think there is a fantastic trans representation in that show one of the main characters is trans and she there's a whole thing and they like treat it with respect and i honestly think they also did a great job in uh in supergirl uh it was yes. the it was the one time Supergirl wasn't preachy because I mean, spoilers for Supergirl, but like when her sister's like, you're not even a real woman. I was like, oh, okay. So now, now Supergirl's going to be like, I can understand why that might hurt your feelings. And she didn't. They, she just said, Hey, look, here's who I am. Here's my truth. And just like, let, let her have the moment and let her deal with her shit. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. we're not going to be preachy in this moment. Every other fucking thing on the show is yeah. preachy. But like this, I was like, good. Somebody thought for fucking two seconds. Right. Good. No, absolutely. Yeah, I have I have not seen the new Save by the Bell. I haven't seen the old Save by right. the Bell. Right. She never yeah. I watched oh, the wow. first I watched the first episode of the new Save by the Bell and it was I've been told that it gets into its own yeah. pattern. Um because the first episode was I was just watching Save by the Bell. It's <laughs> like, so it's it's exactly the same problem that they had on um, Fuller House. Like the first three episodes are just like, hey, it's the same show, but new. Like that's just all it's trying to do. And right. then they like actually give you the new stuff, actually develop characters. Like the whole, I, I don't even want to spoil it for you guys since you haven't seen it, but like the whole thing with Zach's kid, like actually like relate, like personally relatable to me and in, in several oh, ways. Awesome. So, like, so okay. like, I was like, oh, this is an actually like well thought out show. Completely like not spoilery, but like it ends on them checking checking uh the like the news or whatever on their phones and it's like oh it's this covid thing and put it away <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> <laughs> they finished season one right before covid blew up so like i was like that's funny like that's a funny way to end that season that's cool i'll, I'll have to i'll have to go back and, and check that out because yeah i watched it and i was like okay i gotta be more in a save by the bell mood for sure thing. dude the first, <laughs> few episodes, the first few episodes are rough just like fuller house man the first episode they like literally use cuts from the original show i was like oh Oh my god! Oh no! I was like, I cannot do. But like, Fuller House gets really good and interesting. Like, I really like that show. By the end, like, like not even by the end, but I mean, like three, four episodes in, you're like, oh, these characters actually like have depth and development, and like her her kids are hilarious. Like, actually, and that's that's the issue that I've run into. If you look back 
on nostalgia shows. If you look at like Family Matters, like TGIF, pretty much like, you know, Full House, Save by the Bell, all those things. Um, and then they try to do them in modern day. What I want is a modern take on that. But what they do in the beginning is just try to pull the Rehash 90s the old show. into modern day. And, and today it's 30 years later. Let's, let's just, oh, you know. Think- Okay, we're getting way off topic. But <laughs> I think I think that Punky Brewster tried to do that. True. And they did, it was not, I mean, it was the same show, but they didn't try to make it what it was. It was like picking up like today. Plus, Freddie Prince Jr. for life, FPJ. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that they did a Funky Brewster like new series. Yeah, it's yeah. on Peacock. Um, that's that's wild. It's her as a parent now, and sure. she's just you know split up, and she basically adopts kids. <laughs> like oh, like she was cool. adopted. It's it's very cool. The first episode I, is very. I never very, saw the original show. Uh, I know I know nothing about Funky Brewster. Like, that used to air on Saturday mornings with cartoons. Yeah, I yeah, I I was I was, a, <laughs> I was aware of it, but I never watched it. Yeah. So I knew like it was it was you know pop culture but i didn't i didn't watch it i mean there there was i have to be honest there was a period of time from the late 80s to probably mid 90s i didn't own a tv i didn't watch tv I was kind of, you know, doing my own thing in the weird indie space. She was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, when I came back to having a TV and people were like, what do you mean you haven't seen this? And I'm like, I like didn't have a television for 10 years. You got back know. just in time for the animated X-Men though. So. I did. And I watched the shit out of that. <laughs> That's such a good show, man. Yeah. I love that show so much. So, but, but to compare that, I mean, the, the Warrior Nun is almost the same thing in reverse though like you couldn't yeah. have made the 1994 oh gosh no 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 you still can't even you couldn't make that if unless it was like like porn adjacent right yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. After dark like, yeah. like yeah. stripperella porn adjacent. yeah 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 like it's it. not porn but like it's <laughs> basically born like yeah. right it's the it's the r-rated cut of pirate <laughs> so i agree and i and i also i was after reading the comic i was like i kind of wish that the tv show had done something with the magic creep because yeah they were so ridiculous and bumbling it just would have been awesome would have been yeah. to bring them well, into the tv show <laughs> so i i was refreshing i was refreshing my my memory of the of the comic then I flipped through the first first issue. So like, there's this whole thing. Like 1994, this was under Antarctic Press, uh-huh. uh, and there there's a great moment where they're like going into a meeting with the cardinal, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I heard the Vatican's gonna cut our budget again this year." They're like, "Oh geez, awesome! Like that's fantastic." And then they're like, "Oh look, it's the magic priest. Bet their budget isn't getting cut." <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is, is at one point in the comic, they go in and they there's like the warrior nun arsenal and like the jet and things. And she literally says, glad to see what my tithing is going towards. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And it's also funny because the Catholic Church made statements on this comic book it was like this is not funny <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I mean, they, they, but they've done that for all of it they, they, yeah they yeah. did that for battle pope they, they've done that for oh so yeah many oh yeah they tried to they try to shut down um oh my god what was it called uh it was a book called like jesus teaches kung fu or something like that kung fu jesus yeah eventually pick up um jesus christ vampire hunter because i remember that being like an independent zine back in the 90s and then i think antarctic 
picked it up and actually gave it a real run, like a publishing run. Uh, I mean, like Antarctic was that. That's who they were. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were all the weird ads you saw on the side of Wizard magazine that you're like, really? This is like you're running this ad every month, and no month does it, does it look like the art's getting better. No month does it look <laughs> like you're getting a publishing deal. But you got the money to run deal to run the ad every single month. So like, you got money. <laughs> so I actually did the research on this. Uh, the most so there's there's two sections to Antarctic Press. There was their regular, and then there was Venus Comics, which is kind of their porn division. <laughs> Uh, well, that explains a lot now, doesn't it? They had, <laughs> right? Other, like, other I said, than, like I said, yeah. porn adjacent. <laughs> right. Other than their, their Warrior Nun run, they had two comics that were just hugely popular out of their regular run. And that was um, the first three issues of Strangers in Paradise came from uh, Antarctic. Oh wow. And then Terry Moore realized how much money, uh, like what he was on, and he pulled out of Antarctic and started publishing uh, self-published and yeah. made a shit ton of money because Strangers in Paradise is one of the definitive 90s uh, you know, especially in the LGBTQ movement, one of the uh, most important comics. Um, the other one was called Ninja High School uh, which was an American based manga pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, had like a straight flashback <laughs> Wow. Wait for your teenage self and your flashbacks because on the other side, on Venus Comics, their most popular comic was called Bondage Fairies, which I remember seeing. I've seen ads for that for sure. I remember seeing in the in the comic book store with like black covers and it had Yeah, yeah. That that and Tarot. Those two books always had like the black black thing in the front. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't heard even thought of that so long. Right. And I think Fairies is actually still going, dude. It's it's so interesting to see like the stuff from the '90s. Like I, this, honestly, gives me hope for a couple indie properties that I actually like. I've talked to the people, like I know the people uh, that used to be like indie comics in the '90s, and right. because like this, this I mean, like two years ago, was anyone, anyone besides like the cult diehard fan base thinking about Warrior Nun? Nah. Absolutely not. Or who Winona Earp again. Winona yeah. Earp, like who? the hell i saw i saw that on on netflix and i was like oh shit i, I remember that comic <laughs> like yeah yeah where she's wearing like nothing in yeah a match. and uh, i was like <laughs> I, i'm 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 waiting for uh what was it martha washington yeah i'm waiting for that one <laughs> Like the, the, this is the kind of stuff where I, like I saw Warrior Nun as a TV show and I was like oh my god uh, there was uh, uh, oh my god what are they called Blue Blue Water Comics or something like that forget the brand like I feel, I feel like it changes every once in a while um, but they yeah I think it's Blue Water and they're the the book is now called The Resistance not like okay. it's like kind of a play on the word uh, but it, it was they were that that book like that concept those characters in their like original forms were being passed around in ash cans in like the early early nights oh yeah so like i remember i have some of these ash cans like i i was like why do i know i saw them at a show probably four or five years ago and i was like i know these characters why do i know these characters well you know i'm a process junkie so like that's a that's a shelf full of primarily like sketchbooks ash cans of like you know various like one-off things that never even happened so i've got all these ash cans from the early 90s uh i don't know if i'm sure you've seen it but like there was a series at one point called black flag which is now being developed um really yeah it's it's like he's bringing 
bringing it back. Uh, forget his, I forget his name. Uh, but he's like, he, he like worked for Marvel. Like he's a, he's a known dude. Uh, but he finally like he, but unfortunately he's doing it under the uh, what thing, what's that thing called? Comics Gate. Like he's one mm. of those people. Yeah. Um, but like, we, like in, there was an Ashcan with Black Flag and the like early form of this book called The Resistance. So I was like going through these Ashcans and my sketchbooks and stuff, and I saw it and I like tweeted at him. I was like, guys, like this is where I know you from. Like I have been around. I know this stuff. So it's there like used to be a there used to be a head shop in in Iowa City. There's the pedestrian mall, and then there used to be go up some stairs. And there was like thick shops and it was called the hall mall mm-hmm. uh, because you go up these stairs and it was just like, but there's a head shop in there and that's where you would get like, you know, Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. And like, they were basically comics that were printed like zines, yeah. uh, you know, back in the day. Like, and now- You got them yeah. printed at your local print shop. Right. And now I'm, yeah. It was like, oh, you live in Iowa. I don't have any distribution in Iowa. Here's, you know, here here's some, some things for you. Here's mm-hmm. one copy that I haven't stapled together so that you can go and do it at the coffee shop and then you know take a percentage like there were artists you know getting their comics done that way Mm -hmm. you know by by is there a shop that will that will put this in there awesome then here you go and that's how people were self-publishing back then um and now they're popping up and being you know often because the the comic book boom went to such a point that people are like oh i remember this randomly you know let me raid my my parents garage and see what i used to have when i was 13 right and now i'm an exec so i'm like go and you know we must make a a mouse movie you know <laughs> They should. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you see it behind me, but it, it's I, right I do. There. I do. That's what they, reminded they, me of it. They should. Like, that's, I'll be honest. I have, I still haven't read it. It's, it's one of those things that it's like a, it's like a daunting thing for me. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I realized a few years ago that I've got to get like super heavy. I realized a few years ago that I've got like severe survivor's guilt. Um, again, I'm from Bosnia. If you, if right. you know anything about the yeah, region, yeah, right. there was a war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like I, I, I read, uh, I've read a few books that were a few comics that like Joe, Joe Jesco, uh, I think that's right. No, Joe Kubert. I'm sorry. Joe Kubert did a series called Fact, Facts from Sarajevo because he knew a dude from mm. there. And I read that and it was incredibly hard for me to read. Uh, and it was just this like whole thing uh, where to, at one point I found another like widely popular graphic novel from that era uh, that like I saw it on the shelf, almost started bawling in the store. Like oh. just like surprise PTSD, like survivor's guilt kind of thing. I was like, oh shit. Like I didn't realize, I didn't realize it was that bad until that moment. Right. So like Mouse, I know Carrie all of these like really really heavy themes and i in like where i'm from there was genocide this is about genocide it's it's really it's like a hard thing for me to open so it's i'm like rough read even I'm if sure. you don't have that you know i am so yeah don't yeah i am i am cis privileged white dude and and it's hard for me to read so i can't imagine uh how difficult that that will be but I'll, i'm gonna do it one day <laughs> like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know i bought the i bought the the book that i saw the, the, at the it was half price you know i go to half price books yeah that's where i get a lot of this like weird off the off the wall stuff but like i I picked it up and i was like well one day i'm gonna like buckle up and go like bring the tissues like let's do it yeah i feel like crying today yeah right (laughs) well i'm I'm hoping transition off of that right yeah (laughs) but as as we were saying all this all this indie stuff like kind of being popular like you said it's been a huge boom like there there was a huge like early 2000s i think there are more movies and media that people don't realize this from like you said uh bulletproof monk and we mentioned men in black uh but you 
also have things like super, like people loved it, like Oscar nominated, maybe even Oscar winning movies that are based on comics that nobody knows are based on comics. Uh, Road History, to Perdition. Road to Perdition, History of Violence. Like Road to Perdition is a fantastic graphic novel series. Yeah. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Like I didn't even realize, like I love the movie. And then I like dove deep, bought the, bought the graphic novels. There's, and it's like the way it's structured is like two graphic novels and there's like a, a prose novel. And then there's like another graphic novel. One is a prequel. Like it's this whole fucking thing. Yeah. And it's such a rich tapestry of like character development, just heavy, heavy character development. And I was like, this is, I'm like, people don't realize like how good it is to see this stuff on screen. Like it was, so, that was such a good movie. That was such yeah. a good movie. Well, but, and like, I think, I think that there is a, in a lot of, of stuff out there that was indie that came out in the late 90s and the early 2000s that people loved. And now, as you said before, people who are now in positions to create media, yeah. you know, where they can do a TV show, they can do a movie because they're in a position to say, hey, this is a great story. I want to see it done in this I movie. Remember this well, and I also a kid. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Right. And but also things that they tried and it didn't work. You know, yeah. Tank Girl is a great example. You know, Tank Girl was a 1995 movie, which we've done an episode on here, but the movie totally first of all missed the entire point of Tank Girl, as we've discussed. Yeah. But B, can you imagine what they would do something like with something like that 25 years later yeah like they could actually get people that understand right yeah paint girl yeah. you know and, and and you know even going back to like the shadow and going you know to, yeah. to the baldwin grunted <laughs> oh shadow God, movie the shadow there's a guy i follow on tiktok who just keeps bringing up the shadow it's fucking <laughs> hilarious he loves that movie so much yeah and i mean again wasn't really true to the comic right um but you could like we've seen with Warrior Nine, you can modernize it. You can make things like the whole idea of the Halo nowhere in the comic. It's yeah. just I thought you that know. was really interesting. I thought that was a really interesting take. Like it was like yeah. a right. This is a thing. This is a divine thing that like gives you this power. Like it also kind of gives something more than just like oh these are just like badass nuts. Right. Because right. then it's so, just then you're kind of like okay you're just taking like fighting people, putting them in a like here is the box we're putting them in. Like right. I, I like having the like supernatural element of it be kind of a tangible thing. Like should she die? like maybe they go that route maybe season two she dies somebody else takes over like i think there is a like i like the idea of generational heroism so like if she you know sacrificed herself to save a bunch of people mary gets it or whoever you know what i'm saying like it's there's there's potential there yeah and i liked because i felt like they didn't talk about it enough in the comic like okay so she is the avatar of aurelia well how did she get it that's earlier in the it's earlier in the comic series than than we read because this is again well here's the the thing in the the original (laughs) series series it's not there's it's right. still not talked about it's fucking right. weird it's yeah. like first three pages are uh ariella's being chased by like you know brutish like classic uh you know like fantasy bad guys like you know hulking dudes they're gonna kill her and like a valkyrie shows up and she's like man i'm glad i came down from valhalla to serve the one true god and i was like that's like a weird throwaway line but okay sure (laughs) (laughs) like i feel like there's more there but all right let's let's leave it for now and she's like all right cool hey now you who are running away you're gonna serve god here's some power and it's like kind of like there's no she's like here power gets a sword and that's kind of it and she's like oh i realize now the way the, the way to serve the one true god is by like kicking ass and taking names basically right. right and then it's like she kicks ass takes names and she's like you will be the first and blah 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 and then like the next page it's shannon right that's it there's no yeah. like there's no like hey here's how here's how the power gets yeah. transferred here there's nothing it's just like it's yeah it's like 
it's, it's, it's like the, it's, a, it's the downfall of 90s comics there's not a lot of yeah. world building well and i mean yeah uh basically valkyrie turns to jesus christ for salvation and then then gets to choose as people are dying and be like oh yeah you're worthy of being the next aurelia go back to earth like that's really much what it is i actually like the the show a lot more yeah i like this being this this symbol of power that that and 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 in fact the symbol of power can openly reject people and be like you're not good enough Right. What what I'm interested in is kind of I mean obviously it was just like a power grab for for the demon dude uh, and why he put it in Aurelia and the whole thing but like it clearly has its own desires and wants an agenda yeah so like did he steal it for himself or did he steal it because it wanted to be stolen like there's a lot there right and did it reject him did it reject uh, Aurelia when he was trying to take it back because there's that flash of light and you could really read into it that the halo is like nope right and then it's implied that he stole it and so okay from where and did you get the impression that all of this is just aliens <laughs> yeah that was my thing i'm like aliens <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm forever tainted by by Marvel, but mm. I was I was perfectly happy to believe up to like whatever it was 1996. I was perfectly happy to believe that Thor was an actual god, Zeus was an actual god, right? You know, all of these people in the Marvel universe were gods. Hercules was a half like, god. Yeah, yeah. There there's an actual two or two panel spread in a in like a, a late late numbered uh, Thor issue, like right before the onslaught saga happened. Uh, where they're like they're actually aliens from a different uh, like dimensional plane kind of thing and like they took on the form so like the Norse gods like already existed in mythos they just like oh. took those forms on and I was like oh okay I guess but then That's it's kind of like yeah. But then it's kind of like never talked about again. But then like they really dug into that in the MCU. They're like, yeah, we're just like, it's our science. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like it's science, but it sure looks like magic. <laughs> like, right. Like, like I, I understand that whole concept of like any science, you know, yeah, advanced enough. Significantly is advanced science yeah. is indistinguishable from magic. I, like I get the concept, but it's like that have to be hella fucking advanced science for me to just like everything you're doing really feels like magic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what inside of thor gives him control of lightning what science of does that you know what i'm saying like right right like, absolutely like it's 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 it, 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 yeah i'm fully always tainted so yeah absolutely when you say it's got it might be aliens a hundred percent that crossed my mind i was like right. dang I, I want it to just be magic uh and i i can say that in um in cursed because that is like not based on a comic book so i'm kind of like more right. inclined to believe that it's just magic because it's like based on arthurian legend and that's traditionally just been magic right so I'm, I'm hoping that just become that's just magic but it's kind of weird it's kind of, that's a weird show man but like on this yeah it could be it could be because that thing is very tangible that's not like a glowy halo that like we perceive of as angels might be flying around with it's a physical metal thing like it's right quite possibly advanced technology right absolutely it's got its so own it's got its own alexa in there it's like nah <laughs> Halo. Uh, <laughs> show me movie times. Right. Uh, <laughs> it does cover a lot of information. So, as I said, I, I did my deep dive and I couldn't find an affordable copy of any of this or anything on, on digital. I did, however, find 
that there was a, a the entire run somebody had scanned it in. So there is the opportunity to keep reading this comic. So potential is there. Not yep. gonna tell you how to get it, but right. So Jen, do your work. <laughs> will you keep reading this comic? I will not. <laughs> um, but I will uh, watch the next season of War, which has been greenlit. So they are making the second season of the show right and, now. And as we said watching this the the series by the end we were like all right then i am i am invested it was losing me the first yeah. after the yeah, pilot yeah. until like episode five six, six. it yeah. was losing yeah. me i yeah. mean i can kind of see because we were talking about it earlier about the whole like yes there was uh, an inordinate amount of drama but in a way i kind of almost think that was necessary because you have a character who didn't have access to any of that stuff True. could not be a mischievous child could not worry about romance or sex or drugs or fun of any kind and now she has it and now she is opting to you know she she has to look at it and go okay i can i can do all these things or i can give it all up and join the convent well and it also it also showed an interesting back and forth between the regular group of friends big air quotes Mm -hmm. that she found and a convent of of kick-ass gun nuns, you know, but and neither of them really accepted her. Only one person really in each right that's in true. each group accepted her, and eventually she chose the the nun because when it was exposed, her life and everything else, the one person that was supporting her in the in the regular group of friends is like, nope, I'm out, fuck you. Yeah. Like bounce. But it also was a, you know, again to get deep, but it also showed the the character, it's like, yes. You had a shitty hand dealt to you, yeah. and you did not have the ability to think beyond yourself because of the situation you were in. Mm-hmm. You're not in that situation anymore, and you need to stop thinking about just yourself. Like, yeah, for the, all those years that you were laying in that bed, but you weren't all only thinking about yourself because you showed that you cared about someone else when when your roommate was threatened by the the, the head nun in the orphanage. So it was like, okay, you gotta you got to be thinking about other people don't think about yourself so much and i think that that was an interesting story arc and that directly goes to why i will not continue to read this comic um i will still watch the show but it committed to me one of my biggest, as I found doing the show, one of my biggest sins, which is I've captured this one person. The world hangs in the balance. Give me this item of power or I'll kill this one person. Right. You know, um, that would make sense with the Ava from the Warrior Nun show because she's so focused on herself. And that person means a lot to me. Right. The Aurelia Shannon in the comic is supposed to already right. be part of the, the greater good yeah. and whatever else so like killing one dude versus having something that means the rest of the world dies or or millions die that's it's a no-brainer i'm sorry that dude dies yeah. that that is actually not what it's one of the things but that was not the reason why i won't continue to read the biggest reason the thing that did it for me was she coming out of the pyramid with the book he had just fought off Oh, yeah. She just made her way through and and making jokes, which was entertaining, making Indiana Jones-style jokes about about going through the the collapsing spike tunnel, and then she's, like, crushing skeleton skulls with her thighs, and (laughs) she's fighting giant 
you know, statue monster things. And she comes out and there's two guys in a tank with the barrel pointed at her. They're like, give us the book. And she's like, oh, okay, here's the book. And I'm like, you just went through all that. You yeah. can't dodge one bullet from a, one shell from a tank. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that brought me out of it too. I was like, I'm done. Like, I, this, this is stupid. And and then uh, I just walked back. I walked all the way back to where was the Campbell abandoner in the middle of it. Yeah. But we're, we're, like, they're <laughs> like, he's dumping out sand in England or wherever the hell their office was or the right. Vatican. Right. And she's dumping sand out of her boots in the Vatican because she walked all the way like eh, yeah. all right yeah this is this is meant to be like comic joke time this isn't meant to be like you know yeah. anything as serious as the TV show was no yeah it's it's I would have to agree it's it's a hard book to read honestly because it is it's kind of weird I feel like if I had if I'd caught it back in the 90s and when I was when I was a kid when I was a teenager I would have loved it a lot mm-hmm. of cussing a lot of like crazy wild action I definitely didn't need plot or sense back then Right. Things things blown up. I would have been perfectly happy with it. Exactly. Reading it now, it's such a weird thing to read. I just I demand so much of plot now. I'm like, I just and and it doesn't have to be great plot. It doesn't even have to be very deep plot. I just need it to make sense A to B. And I need it to make sense with itself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whatever the rules are that you set for me in this story, I need you to make sense within those rules. Yeah. Feeling like it was like it was I don't know like I kept getting this feeling while I was reading it like it was like I was watching like an episode of like 80s or 90s cartoons where it was like like it was DuckTales or something like that like yeah, right. the short yeah. just got wacky you know it's just like all right I, I went through all this and I get a, you get a cannon pointed at me oh no I gotta surrender and I'm just like and I think that's what we found a lot of times with this show is going back like there's it's almost like an uncanny valley like um I I had read Dark Phoenix when I was a kid. And then we went and read Dark Phoenix now, and it's almost unreadable. Um, it's unless well, you, you mean almost. Unless <laughs> you have that nostalgia for it. But at the same time, I'll pick up Transmetropolitan once a year and read it front to back, you know? Because not only does it have the, oh my God, he, he shoots people with a gun that makes them shit, and he, you know, all of this stuff, but it also has a plot that endures and is still relevant relevant to yeah. this day and i don't think warrior nun aurelia has that uh 100%, you know I, I, I don't think the comic has that i think they did a great job making it relatable for the modern day in uh in the show and i i'm excited to see where they go with it from here uh, yeah i i'm i'm super excited for the show to see where it goes further uh it, it's it's one of those things i i having just seen that i i didn't see curse right away because curse was already out at that point mm-hmm. and i was like i don't want to see curse i don't want to see curse like I just saw the like female chosen one thing. Like, I just don't want to see the same show again. And while it is not the same show, I actually think, and this might sound weird, even though I, I like Arthurian legend, King Arthur, Excalibur, Lady, I love all of that shit right. way more than I like it, Warrior Nun and anything about it. I think Warrior Nun is a better show. Okay. I tend to agree having seen Cursed, and I am also a big fan of, of Arthurian legend to the point that I was okay with the rebooted Hellboy being steeped in Arthurian legend um I, oh, yeah. I still I forgot think, about that yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> oh that was such a disappointing movie 
might actually we we can fight about that later. I, I didn't know. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was bad. It was just disappointing in that like it tried to be this whole other thing and just abandoned being Hellboy. Like it just didn't want to be Hellboy. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it didn't want to be the comic, and it didn't want to be the. Uh, it uh, didn't want to be the previous show, which previous was movies. the previous yeah. movies, which is what most people had the beef with. But the previous movies weren't had weren't really paying much attention to the comic book either. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I never read yeah. the comic, but I loved those movies, and I, I don't know with with it's so much. It's kind of hard to not love Ron Perlman, though. Yeah, it's true. Well, right, exactly. There's that to it for sure. But like, I think there's there's something to be said with all this money flowing around comics, especially with like these really like Warrior Nun. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> like I'm still I'm still trying to like wrap wrap around that concept in my head. But like, people put money into that and made it a show and put a lot of you know a couple hundred million dollars into it. Right. That you like, wouldn't okay, be Guillermo, the- Guillermo del Toro asked for three hundred million to make Hellboy three, and they were like, mm, I don't know. And I was like, Why not? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, okay, so Warrior Nun, it's funny. I have so many other properties that I'm like, really? You went with that? You didn't go with Lady Death or... I'm shocked we, Lady we, Death is not a thing. We right? still don't have a Sandman. Darkness or have... Witchblade? Yeah. Well, Sandman is becoming a thing Witch now, but that's also because Neil has an iron fucking grip on yeah. Sandman. Yeah. And he should. Yeah. Have you seen his like tweet? He's like fighting yes. people on Twitter. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, and, and I will say, because it has not come up on the show, anyone that says that uh, desire should not be non-binary has never understood the fucking comic book. People people have, like, they, they, they write these perspectives into the comics as they're reading them right. that aren't written in the comic. And I mean, it's it's just like what happened with uh, oh, what the hell is that series called? I can't even think of it. Uh, fucking Jennifer Lawrence with the arrows. Oh my god, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but like, what was it? Rue. Rue was described as having dark skin, and they're like, mm, that's not who she is. And I'm like, but if it what? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, like, but what? Yeah. But that's how it was described. You wrote it differently in your head. Like that's that's right, different. <laughs> right. And that's your problem. You know, like we have dealt with so many different uh uh either gender, um, LGBTQ uh representation, um, race, like the ways that it is it has changed. And generally it's for the better because you can add depth and layers to those characters that maybe they had very subtly before or didn't work entirely. Um, Preacher's a good example. You know, to make... uh... And now I can't remember the name of the main female lead's name in Preacher. Uh, oh, yeah, I can't either. Right. And I love that series. But, yeah. uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald. I don't know. Some, something yeah. Irish. But, but she was an make, Irish redhead. Right. To make her a strong black woman instead of basically a bimbo, you know, on Jesse's arm throughout it. A, agency. But B, you strength, anytime you strengthen a character like that, yep. you're improving the general you know the general product as a whole like 100%. nothing has ever been hurt by making stronger characters yeah <laughs> People, people, but just people get lost in, uh, they say, to, to quote the consciously on TikTok, they get lost in the sauce. Like they have this idea of what this thing is. I mean, like I had a long ass argument with somebody who was talking about how uh, uh, this was when Sam Wilson had become Captain America in the comics. Oh, God. And he, yes. was, he, was, he was doing this whole thing. He was doing a, a, a podcast in, in his comments because I watched the podcast and I was like, because he was like, oh, I, I took my son into the store and like he can't get comics with the same guy he's 
watching on the screen. I was like, the fuck he can't. He's got 80 fucking years of comics with the guy he's watching on the screen. Who's right. talking about? Like, right. how, how are you going to say some dumb shit like that? And he's like, well, it's like, what about current comics? I'm like, why do they have to be current? He's just getting into comics, right? Pick a run that you want him to read or let him fucking pick a run. Maybe he wants to read Sam Wilson, Captain America. Like, it, it just like the 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 idea of like, oh, well, this is what this thing is and anything besides that is stupid. It's dumb. Like, I, I, I have walked away from trying to have these arguments with people who are like, this character, this book, this comic, this whatever is written this way and thus it must be presented this way in all media. Like, no, that's so <laughs> we uh since we bought this house every year for Halloween we have gone and uh bought comic books and so we have candy but we also That's have comic brilliant books. yeah and a- but after the first two years I started realizing just due to the neighborhood we live in and things like that the first things that would l- disappear were Miles Morales, Black Panther, um, you know, Wonder Woman, um, anything female fronted. So I had some A-Force at one point. Um, so that's all I do now is go now, you know, now I will actually buy multiple copies of issues. Because if you go to comic book stores, like they're like, well, oh, this didn't sell that well. I, yeah. I find that when I go to Chicago, I go to the white suburban neighborhoods and I can pick up like a bunch of Black Panther and Miles Morales and all of those things comics. But you don't say. <laughs> right. Um, but obviously we couldn't do it last year because of the pandemic. So hopefully, hopefully Halloween's back this year. And right. I want to do it in a big bad way where I've got long, you know, long boxes out there where I've got here's 30 different Black Panther comics and then here's 30 different Miles comics and then here's um, 60 different uh, various female fronted uh you know now we have jane foster thor which you know is awesome because that is they, one they're of like the best stores of comics right it's Thor, but it's uh you know it's a it's a woman and so it changes like the whole idea of it it's so good um you know but anyway it's just it's everyone can gravitate to a comic book character that speaks to them yeah. you know um i was always a, a peter parker guy because i am <laughs> i am a white dude like you know but <laughs> I was a geeky white dude in high school. But are and... you a Jewish white dude? Because that's different. I'm he's, not. He, he, and, yeah. and, and and that's another thing of people. Like Is he canonically about. Jewish? Not canonically, but he uses a lot of Jewish shorthand. Oh, uh, okay. Speaks, he speaks in, in a lot of, and, and that's, it's one of those things like a subtextual thing. Uh, and it's it's kind of the reverse. Like I kind of always, always assumed Peter was Jewish. Because like he says, oi vey, I'm like, damn near every issue. Like, like I, this, how, I, how, how I've yeah. read him and how like the stuff he's taught, like the way he talks reminded me a lot of Ben Grimm like so I was like I took that as I took that as he grew up in Queens uh, yeah so so I always was like oh okay it's 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 a product of his environment right you know it could, be, has, it could be but it's one know. of those things like it, it's not it's never like explicit right. uh I think uh Aunt May is uh canonically Christian uh, right she's had like crucifixes and stuff in her house but like uh, they're, they're never really dip, dove into it. So when, when people got really, really mad that uh, Wanda was A, whitewashed, and which I didn't re- even realize, honestly, I never realized that she was Romani specifically. Uh, but her mother was, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the fact that she was uh, completely, like, that her Jewishness was taken away. And I was like, I never want, like, I always knew she was Magneto's daughter. Right. I, like, even afterwards, I get why people would want to assume that the same way. Fine. When they changed it. And it, it, ever since they said, like, her father was Jewish. So like he, she's still Jewish. I never once thought of her as Jewish. Like Ben Grimm has like read the Torah on page. Like 
right. I know Ben Grimm is Jewish. There are a lot of characters that I know are Jewish. Like I obviously everyone knows Magneto is Jewish. Kitty I never Pride. once. I never. Yeah, well, yeah Kitty Pride. Like I, there's one of my favorite moments in comics. The complete tangent here, but one of my favorite moments in comics <laughs> is is, 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 Kurt, is Kurt buying a uh, a a little Star of David necklace for Kitty. Uh, yeah. Like when they got back to the school, like this was 90, 97, 98. Right after they got back to the school, they're like they're hunting for Professor Xavier. They're trying to find him, and like they're in Sac- San Francisco, and he's like, "Hey, look, I got this for you." And I was like, "There is so much there because a he's like canonically Christian, and like they had this kind of like she was kind of yeah, kind of. That's a really we could have a whole episode on that." Uh, I think I think like, Jen's right she, that maybe we we do need to have a <laughs> but like she, they had a whole thing where she was like afraid of him at first so like that that they're like the best of yeah. friends now so like that whole moment for me like I love that moment it's one of my favorite moments in comics so like I know those characters as Jewish and then never once did I think of Wanda and Pietro as Jewish right because I I am woefully undereducated about uh, about that that being a cultural identity like for me I only think of Jewish as a religious identity so because like Wanda and Pietro have never shown like participating in Jewish like traditions or or, or, or customs or religious uh, events. I've never thought of them that way. But it's just like people were like, "Hey, what the fuck happened?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't realize people associated with Wanda as a Jewish character. Like people associate the way they associate. So like to say, "Oh, Captain America is white," that's stupid. Like to even say Captain America is Steve Rogers is just incorrect captain america has been about six different people like right well and also and also to realize where that character came from yeah realize that, that character came from two jewish writers yep. that were fighting against you know nazi germany you know one of, and, one of which who had just come back from or who was about to rather go into the war right <laughs> right and and so to to see that symbol and say well it must be this is completely antithetical to the very point of the character yep. um you know and and the fact that Falcon and the Winter Soldier brought Isaiah in and showed an entire generation that this was a comic book storyline A and B, how important it is to have that representation and how important it is. Because Isaiah is, is really the reason Sam, you know, picked up the, the sheet at the end of it is, is Sam had to realize the history behind it. Yeah, um, it, it was, and it was this is like, way it, getting, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll whole... have you back for our uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. Dude, I got a whole lot to say about that. <laughs> so anyway, Balamore, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I, I do have to cut it off so that oh, this sure. is not a two-part episode. <laughs> uh, but you've got some things to plug and I want you to plug them. So please uh, let our viewers know or our listeners there's nowhere else they can find you much appreciated again thank you so much for having me this was a right. blast other, I love other than the up, other than the upcoming show where we just get together and, and yeah right <laughs> talk about a random topic right uh, for sure please, uh, please. so I, I just literally today uploaded my first episode of my comic book podcast uh it's going to be called it's not going to be called it's called panels on pages uh it used to be kind of like a segment i would do on my other uh, podcast which is called uh, tangents and that is just like everything so if you just want to chop it up we could do a tangents episode whenever you want uh, nice. but, but uh but that it, i was i really like i was because i was on comic book tiktok so much i was like i really just want to like go into some of these subjects i just want to like just want to like yell at people for some things like people kind of claiming true fans and all this nonsense 
you know, and some of the topics we, we've discussed here about like, you know, people having expectations of characters and things like that. I really wanted to dive into those topics. So that's why I created this podcast. And uh, the first episode is going to be going live on uh, this coming Friday. So that is the 11th of June. And then right. I also, so it, it, by the, by the time this airs, by the way, that will be, uh, yeah. Several yeah. In the so, past. so, so. Uh, check out YouTube, <laughs> check out YouTube for uh, panels on pages. Uh, uh, it's actually it, the, the artwork for the channel came together really surprisingly fast. And I'm like super in love with it, which is incredibly rare. Cause I've ran a, a YouTube channel for the better part of six, seven years and never has channel art and, and logos and all these things like come together so fast and like, just like naturally to me. So I'm like almost a little afraid of it, like how great it felt to just get it done. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I also am doing a uh, independent comics and creator magazine called The Catalyst, uh, thecatalyst.digital. You can sign up. It is a completely free magazine. Uh, its only purpose is to promote independent creators, independent comic books. Uh, I'm writing an original series there that will tie in a very long fashion into the into a comic book I one day will be pre- providing to the world uh, for free. <laughs> so uh, there, there's a whole lot there, but it's one of those things where I kind of wanted to take the best things that are heavy metal, the best things that were wizard and, and hero and, and fan and those magazines and kind of just smash it all together. And I want to show people like these really dope independent comics that, that I came across, that I've found, that I'm reading, that I have read, uh, just that I'm supporting on Kickstarter. Man, I'm so much Kickstarter action. And, right. uh, and, and then sharing those books, I'm sharing original works. I'm sharing uh, like interviews with these people talking about their process and things like that. Like I'm, I'm finding so many really interesting, really good creators that I've like things that are 12, 14 issues in that are going monthly, which by the way, some majors can't do monthly. And these guys are independent doing monthly. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. So like just having those conversations and then sharing that to the world for free quarterly sign up the catalyst.digital. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we will, uh, I'm sure have you back on because this has been fantastic. Uh, but this has been, this is it. This is our finale for season five. I realized that I have not mentioned oh, wow. that up until now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so you are our bookend, my friend. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, five fucking seasons. That's dope. Uh, actually, yeah. actually, I've only been on four. Four and a half. Four and a half. You were there for half a season. We had you on half in the first season. So, and guests for four seasons. Um, Yeah. So we have to start thinking of a a mid, uh, a between seasons. If we're going to do a bonus episode of what we're doing for the next season. There's a lot of planning we still have to do. Yeah. Yep. Listen, oh, if, I, if well. I can give you a piece of like a, a piece of content just to give me an excuse to watch it, uh, Blood Rain. And I hate saying it because it's oh. terrible. Oh, it's no. Terrible. I am there for it. I am there for it. I it is the love only, terrible. It is the only movie I have never finished. Oh my God. That was a, that was a movie based on a, on a video game. Yeah. It was a video was game years, and then they yeah. did a bunch of comics as well oh did they yeah so it was, yeah it was comics after well, yeah we, we, we can also do max Payne if we're gonna go there oh, <laughs> yeah yeah maybe a whole a whole uh a whole video game spinoff well because at that point we can do injustice mm. <laughs> oh because that's no. right they're doing a movie that's right they're doing are an they doing movie. it in, oh yes yeah, yes they're they doing are. an animated yeah. movie that's yep. so, dude and you've got a whole the whole there's a whole catalog of, of animated and dc and yeah. marvel films to, to oh talk. yeah oh yeah absolutely jeez uh yeah so um but yeah so we will see you again in season six uh this airs october 1st that is wow yeah. my birthday is in October. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> that is that is how front loaded we are between two shows. So, um, awesome. yeah, we will uh, stay tuned for for more announcements. But uh, until we see you again, take it away, Vandello. Do, 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 do.